eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Oh, hello. And when I say this, I mean this. I hope your Bears recovery is coming along nicely this week. This was not like a typical Bears loss. You're over it by about, uh, maybe as you're coming home from work the next day, you're kind of on to the next. You're still pissed off, and you're mad that your team lost, but you're kind of getting over it, and you're doing whatever you need to do in your sports fan brain to rationalize it a little bit to get on to the next, to get on to the next. But that... 38-20 38-20 to 20 loss to the Packers on Sunday to open the season with everything that we've been talking about for the several episodes was just, it was devastating. And uh, you booed. There is no doubt about it. You were unhappy, and I understand why you would be booing out there. You have had so many. Um, you are tortured, I bet, if you are a Bears fan that you are tortured by expectations. You are tortured by expectations. Just one expectation after another that you are going to see a complete football team where, which has a quarterback, which has a representative defense offensive line, and really you just you keep getting disappointed. So I understand. Like, I get it. I, booing is rough. I'm not a big fan of it, um, but I get it. And the players hear you. Trust me. They hear you. And one player that admitted he heard you is Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan Brisker, the second year starting strong safety for the Bears, heard you. And he talked about it on the Bernstein and Holmes show. Don't get me wrong when I say this or don't take it the wrong way. I understand you know, the booze with the reps, you know, if they make a call or bad call, things like that at home. Maybe um, a certain play call on offense or whatever. But, like, the booing early 
um, maybe like the first, second, third, like the game's not over. Um, you know, that's tough. Um, you know, the Bears fans should have our back a, a lot more and be more patient. Um, you know, they came out to see us win. And we and we see teams, you know, across the league, you know, last year, you know, years ago, um, the game's never over till it hits zero. So I feel like, you know, we, we got booed, you know, very early, which the game wasn't over. Um, we still were in it. Um, we got booed, and then next thing you know, we scored. So it's just like, you know, if they just, you know, be a little bit more patient, um, be a little, just a lot more patient um, with us and just have our back, you know, just have our back until it's a zero. And then maybe I understand at the end or maybe certain calls in the game, um, you know, with the refs, you know, things like that, you know, fans going to have just certain boos, but not booing all the time or, you know, just most of the game. I know that there's some patience involved here, but an entire season last year of understanding what was going on and saying, all right, there was, I think there was a, a lot of patience from those fans throughout all of last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I understand that. I understand. Obviously, I was on the team. I didn't want to be 3-14, and 14, but it's a new league for new year, you know, a whole new team. None of the players that were on that team last year is on this team. Um, maybe the, we still have the same coaches. We still have the same quarterback, you know, certain players, but it's a new team, new leaf. Uh, we got turned over. And, you know, it's opening day. You know, I understand. But, like, the first, second quarter, that's early. We were only down six, seven at the time or not even that many points. To me, I just just a little bit more patience and just be behind our back because the clock didn't hit zero yet. The game wasn't over. Get the crowd going, get the crowd noise, get some plays, get some momentum. You know, it's a little different. But I understand what you're saying, but we just got to turn over a new leaf. We all want to win, but we just got to – they just got to – be a little more patient. I got to tell you, and I, I'm not mad at Taquan Brisker. I'll, I'll address exactly what, how I feel about what he said, but I do wish it worked that way. I mean, I th- there's a certain, I'll just say, I mean, there's a certain naivete to what Jaquan Brisker is saying. I don't think it's anything criminal. I don't think it's like this egregious thing that he said. Just, I mean, just especially the way he delivered it and understanding what he was was saying um yeah i wish it worked that way that that yes it's still a close game it's still early and here come the booze unfortunately and jaquan brisker just doesn't know this yet he you know he, what 22 years old <laughs> i don't know if he was ever uh, in chicago before um yeah, probably from playing at penn state or whatever at some point in time maybe but he doesn't know the Bears or fans. Bears fans have been playing the long game, okay? You know, the players are just guests. The line from Casino, you're all just guessing my – that really scary guy. Um, anyway, I'm trying really hard not to go down that rabbit hole right now. Sports, 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 sports. I do. I really wish it worked that way, that fans would – that there be a, a more legitimacy – uh, I think is what Brisker is trying to say to the booing. Uh, Cause I think he understands booing, but just not that early, not when it's that close, but he does not understand how tortured bears fans have been throughout the years, especially, especially no matter how bad the defense was for the bears. It's still about offense. It's still about Jesus, man. We're all given fields in this offense, the benefit of the doubt. And then they lay a freaking egg. That is the problem. So, while I really do see it through a player's perspective, booing 
hurts, man. They hear that, and Brisker sounded pretty strong about it, like, and, you know, strong enough to sort of express his opinion. But there's a lot of guys that, you know, they'll melt, man. It's just, you know, they are human beings. So I do understand why they hate booing, but I more understand why you at Soldier Field would feel compelled to boo. And I don't, it, you know, it's funny. It's like, it's almost like just a, it's an actual organic reaction. It's not like you're doing the wave out there. This is not like a premeditated thing. No Bears fan wants to boo. It's not good sports. It's not like Philadelphia where they almost want to boo stuff. It's just an involuntary reaction when the Bears see bad offense or Bears fans see bad offense. So, uh, yeah, I I get it. I get it from from both sides. But I just Brisker's just got to understand. You know, it's just a history lesson that he needs about it, and and he knows. But why would he want to hear it? Because it is you know, new regime, new players, all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I want to get off of that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um, a couple things on the Cubs. A couple things on the Cubs. And some of the, the production the Cubs have been getting from the new guys at the exact right time. And you know, with PCA here now, Pete Crow, Armstrong, David Ross was on the score with Bernstein and Holmes. And... He articulated something so beautifully, I thought, about what the new guys coming up means. Not developing players right now. We're trying to win games. And uh, Pete's skill set, like I said before, is, is a is a real value um, in, in these big outfields we're gonna we're gonna have. Uh, Pete will get some at bats, you know. I think he'll he'll come in for defensive purposes at times. Uh, you know, gives us the flexibility of having Mike Talkman to insert him and pitch it hit situations like we did last night uh and he came through with a big at bat um i think that's just you know we've got uh more roster talent now uh and able to implement you know pete's legs stolen bases uh he's got some things he's still got to learn and grow uh, so there are going to be some some growing pains uh like we you know last night gets thrown out at third you know some little little things that we got to clean up with him. But, um, you know, he's an exciting young man out there trying to take advantage of, of his skill set. And we'll try to try to um, curtail that to help us win ball games in the middle of, of, of competing night in and night out. That's David Ross, the, the Cubs manager on Bernstein and Holmes. Uh, the part that I really loved, like, was just at the very beginning where he's, he's like, we're not developing players. We're looking for players that will help us win. I, I mean – that that's everything that's everything because this is the kind of these are the benefits that exist when your baseball team is in a pennant race yeah we're only bringing up the guys that we think can help us right now and they think pca can help them right now and jordan wicks what a treasure that guy has been i don't know what jordan wicks ultimately is but 
he makes it look like the Cubs have a legitimate chance not only to make the playoffs but win in the playoffs if that keeps up because you've got Justin Steele, who's been brilliant, Kyle Hendricks, who's looked a lot like Kyle Hendricks for a lot of his starts this season, and then Jordan Wicks, um, who just saved the day with, with Marcus Stroman going down. I mean, no matter what happens, man, this guy has gone above and – he should be employee of the month. Um, he has gone above and beyond the call of duty. You know, like how are we going to patch this together with Stroman out? Well, they've – patched it together and now it's thriving um and it's not fair to even call that patchwork wicks has been legit um and i do think in my head man if stroman does come back that would be incredible here's david ross on that prospect we just got to continue to build stro up for length and make sure he's healthy he had a nice uh live bp uh yesterday uh everything came out, came out well uh, we'll get some pitch data back today, see how the shapes are. Um, but, again, it's kind of like Adam Pete. The more talent you have on the roster, you try to put as many good players and the best players on your roster as you possibly can. And um, we fit them in to try to help us have success. And, you know, the one thing I know about this game, health and performance and how guys are feeling on the daily uh, changes. And so you have to have to be willing to have some depth. You have to have, be willing to adjust and Hopefully Marcus can get back to, to helping us real soon. And if he does get back to helping the Cubs real soon, as David Ross speaking right there, if you just heard, you just hope that he is pre-injury Marcus Stroman or even pre-leading up to the injury because he had had some duds, man. He was starting to look like he was losing it, and maybe it was just the injury. I mean, I hope that's that's the way I'm looking at it or spinning it in my own head. Oh, that's why he sucked, because he was actually hurt. And you hurt your arm in baseball, that's not good for pitching. Um, so we'll see. We'll see about um, Mr. Stroman coming back. And then if he's anything like he was, it's pretty amazing. Like, I did not think at the beginning of the season the Cubs had the starting pitching that could compete in the playoffs like that to me, that's what I look at at the beginning of the year. When I start to try to make my own evaluations of a team, how would I line up my, my starting staff in the playoffs? And if you don't have an answer to that, then you probably don't have a playoff team. And I didn't have an answer to that because I didn't know about, I didn't, you didn't know either. Justice Steele was going to be this good. Um, And Kyle Hendricks, I was very skeptical that he was going to, return to form in any way, shape, or form. Nobody knew that Jordan Wicks would become a part of this team down the road. So, and I know they still have their issues. Uh, Jamison Tyone has really regressed again. So that's troubling. Actually, no, I mean, he did have the the good game last time, the six shutout innings. And so maybe, maybe he will build upon that. But I think you get my point. Last thing, last thing before we get out of here today. One more Ross cut because it was pretty funny. It was with uh, Bernstein and Holmes, again, David Ross on their show weekly or every other week. And Dan Bernstein was expressing some concern over a certain reliever, which you will hear in context right now. You know, we've got some you know, Luke Littles done a really nice job. Jose Quas uh, had, a, had a bump in the road yesterday, but has thrown the ball really well for us. Uh, Palencia is kind of, um, Ooh, that was you know, rough, man. Well, Palencia was rough. I, I, I can't live like that. I mean, I, I know, he, I know he can throw a hundred, but, but I can't. 
when you start seeing the the, the wild pitches and that, that do you I mean do you, is the trust still there? Is this Dan is this Dan or yes. Lawrence? Yes, it's Dan. Yeah. 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 I mean we gotta trust everybody on the team. We gotta trust everybody on the team. You know, I I I value your opinion. Um I'll still continue to trust the guys that I've got to lean on. That's kind of my job and um you know, I appreciate your opinion, but uh, we've got a lot of good good guys and guys that are going to have to help us out. You know, whether you have confidence in, or in, in them or not, we're going to have to lean on the guys that help us got here. He's pitched some big innings for us. Um, things stood up him the other day, but uh, you know, we've, we've got we've got games to win, and not everybody's available every day. And you got to got to guys got to make their their uh, their um, you know their bid for going out there and helping us win. Rossi, good luck in Denver and in Arizona. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, David. Take care. <laughs> David Ross, manager of the Chicago Cubs. I like Salty Rossi. Yeah, you like you like poking Salty Rossi. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Dan Dan just likes Man. to just, yeah, yeah, how about this? Uh, poke this. Yeah. Poke the Salty Rossi. Man, that pause was real. That pause after Dan pontificated. <laughs> uh, and Ross took a deep breath and said, I value your opinion. Is this how somebody like in PR over there told them to handle Bernstein? Okay, here's what you do, man. If he does that again, just take a deep breath. Pause. You have to pause. Take a deep breath. Tell him you value his opinion. I, Dan, I value your opinion. It's like a 12-step group. I value your opinion. It almost felt like, oh, oh, and make sure you know it's Dan. Ask if you have to ask, is this Lawrence or is this Dan? Okay. I value your opinion, Dan. Well, thank you, Rossi. <laughs> that was uh, that was something, I got to tell you. I don't, I don't you know, uh, the, uh, the Dan Bernstein, David Ross, Sometimes uncomfortable chemistry is beautiful. And Dan is such a pro that he is, A, not going to back down, and B, could probably have a good follow-up or a pretty good explanation. And it was all in effect. And this is not the first time that it's happened. So it's just a it, – it, it doesn't it's not contentious. I don't feel like it's that way. I feel like it's Dan being Dan, asking really good, not throwing anybody softballs, and uh, asking the manager to be accountable. So I think that that – that's the way you're supposed to do it. So I I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed David Ross as well. And uh, I even enjoyed Salty Rossi when he had to explain taking out Jamison Tyone after six innings because I understand what he was doing, even though he'll never say it. They were like, yo, we just got six zeros out of Jamison freaking Tyone. Let's not push our luck here. No, 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 no. No seventh inning. No, no. So I, I enjoyed the – David Ross has been interesting. Well, we'll I'm, I'm rambling now. We got to get out of here. But Ross has been a different manager this year in a lot of ways. And the way he handled the media and maybe even his players from day one of the job seems very different now. And I'd, I'd like to get into some of that psychology of David Ross in another episode. But we have gone way too long today. Hope you guys have a great day. For Ray Diaz, the executive producer of all of what you just heard of the David Ross show and the Bernstein and Home show, that's Ray Diaz's show. He is also the executive producer of the Daily Score, so we thank him for his fine work. I'm Mark Rody. Take care.